it was just a real struggle to get to a kilometer. And now, like, I really look forward to jumping in the pool. And I, I honestly feel like I, I haven't got that slow down point anymore. Like, I can just power through and, yeah, get through a kilometer a lot easier. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer, and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. This is episode number 189. And my guest today is Nick Owens and Nick's based in Sydney. And he's recently had a pretty big improvement in his swimming. So Nick, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, Brent. It's good to be here. You, uh, you emailed me, I had a look at the date, it was early May. Uh, and you said that you're one kilometer times average between 19, 20 minutes. And you said, I'd love to get down to 17 minutes per you know, for a K. Uh, in the next 12 months and then uh, just recently so like a month a month later pretty much you said I just I did a uh, I did a 1702 I believe it was yeah. <laughs> um, and so it happened pretty pretty quickly so I wanted to get you on the podcast to to share what you did to yeah. have such a big improvement in in such a short space of time because you know, the, the the downside to sharing something like this is um, sometimes you know, people might feel like this is, this is the normal that people can just drop, you know, two minutes, yeah. three minutes from their times. Um, but, um, but I think there's obviously some things that we can take away from it. So, um, where you at a couple of months ago, what's your swimming background and then yeah, what have you done recently to, to change it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I've, in terms of my swimming background, I came to swing very late. Um, I don't think I really kind of got into it until I was in my forties. And, um, you know, I was working on a show in Melbourne at the time about four or five years ago and I was swimming uh, maybe three or four times a week and I'd do a kilometre and at a time and um, I was doing okay back then and then I stopped swimming for a while and then I've recently got back into it and um, I suppose for the past year I haven't been able to get any faster. So I've been sitting around like 19 and a half, 20 minutes per kilometre and um, I just wasn't getting anywhere. And then I can't remember how I came across you, but uh, it may have been through a friend recommendation and I had a look and um, I saw that you had the five-day catch challenge for uh, $10 and I'm like, well, look, can't hurt, <laughs> give it a go. And so it just it coincided with um, having six weeks off work. And so I thought I'll give it a really, really good go. I'll swim every day. And that's what I did for about uh, four or five weeks. And, you know, all the drills combined with swimming every day, it, I just saw a rapid improvement. Did you feel the difference when you were swimming so much quicker? Did your stroke feel any different to what it used to? It, yeah, it absolutely did. Uh, I, I guess like I'd always, um, I, I'd always felt like I, I wasn't really um, very effective in my swimming. Like uh, I, four years ago, you know, I, I kind of got down to like 17 and a half but I always felt like I was out of breath and that I was just kind of motoring half the time and it felt like I was going nowhere. So 
um, I really, really noticed the difference from kind of day one with the catch challenge, um, thinking more about the stroke, uh, the way my hands entered the water. And it just, I don't know, it just kind of really clicked quite quickly. Yeah. I've had that feedback a bit because the first module's on on the entry and getting that right. And I've had that feedback from quite a few people that that has been one of the things that's really changed their stroke. So what, what were you doing previously where perhaps it wasn't, you weren't entering right and it led to less of an effective catch and pull under the water? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think, um, look, I think I just wasn't getting um, much pull in my catch and I think I was, um, I saw someone doing it the other day. They were like they, you know, they'd swim with their lead arm and their other arm would follow in almost straight away. So it just wasn't very effective in moving forward. Like I think um, the hand, from the hand entering the water to the catch was way too quick and, and that's why it kind of felt like uh, <laughs> just kind of, you know, yeah, I needed to stretch out the time between each stroke, which, you know, I hadn't really been aware of before. And so, you know, the, the catch challenge, you know, really kind of focused on that elongating your arm as it comes through the water and just the simple thing of uh, the angle of your hand to get rid of all the, all the bubbles that helps you kind of, you know, lose all that drag. So, yeah, uh, I guess it was just kind of focusing a lot more on what I was doing rather than just... Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah, and just trying to, to figure it out. I guess, had you had any instruction yeah. previous to going through the catch challenge? Not at all, no. And um, I think that was probably a large part of the problem because, you know, I mean, you jump in the pool, you think you can swim um, and you can swim, but you're just not really swimming effectively. So I found it really, really, I don't know, it was really inspiring, like having that coaching because it just kind of makes sense. The, the things that you said and the breakdown of each part of it it really made sense, the mechanics of it and how it all fit together to then, you know, equal the whole stroke. So, yeah. A quick note from our sponsor. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Form Swim Goggles. With these goggles, you don't have to look at the pace clock anymore or be one of those swimmers in the pool always grabbing for their watch. With Form Smart Swim Goggles, you can see all of your key metrics while you're swimming distance, pace, stroke rate, they've got it all. And the swim data is displayed on the goggle lens and you can customize the display to see the metrics that you want to. And I was worried that it was going to be distracting, but you can literally see through the display, the metrics are always there, but you have to choose to focus on them. It's really impressive. And it makes hitting intervals or any kind of specific training much more manageable and achievable. And the goggles track it all, it's automated. So from the time you start your session to the end of the swim, you don't have to press any buttons in between. It automatically tracks everything. Form also works with a bunch of the best pro athletes out there, including Lionel Sanders, Sarah Crowley, Hannah Wells, and Olympic champion Usama Maluli, to name a few. These form goggles are for all types of swimming too. One pair of goggles, and you can use them in the pool, the open water, you can use them in swim spas and endless pools too. So the same pair of goggles can be used in all of these different environments. The battery life is incredible too. One hour charge is 16 hours of swimming time battery life and you can have the display on either your right or your left eye. The goggles themselves come with anti-fog solution that's used in dive masks, 
So it's great in terms of quality. And there's a protective case with a nifty drainage solution. So after you swim, you can store them safely. And while the goals connect to the form swim app on your smartphone too, they will sync with the form app. And there you can review all of the details of your swim. And you can see what other swimmers are up to in the form swim community as well. I'm a big fan of these goggles. I was really impressed when I used them and I use them for a vast majority of the sessions that I'm currently doing. To find out more about the Form Swim goggles, go to formswim.com and you can use our coupon code effortless at checkout and save $15 off your order. Back to the podcast. What what were uh, some of the things that you you picked up and you you learned from there from the challenge um, that you hadn't heard before and then you're able to implement it into your stroke and you you like had that switch where you're like, ah, oh, okay, that makes sense. And I, and I feel it. Well, I really, like, I don't think I'd effectively kind of um, use my lats to really pull me forward. I, I think it was all kind of arm work before. And so that really kind of struck a chord. Uh, I hadn't really heard of the power diamond before and that kind of opening, opening your stroke to, you know, bring your lats into you know, being effective. But, so and we made yeah. we made up that term, so it's no surprise that you um <laughs> that you yeah, hadn't heard oh, it before. That's why I hadn't heard it. So yeah. <laughs> um and I sort of adapted that from uh there's a Olympic coach and um former Olympic coach and swimmer, um Gary Haring from New Zealand who he mentioned this shape that you want under the body's like a diamond. Uh and then I sort of took that and we call it the power diamond because it's really, you know, one of the most powerful parts of your stroke. And so, but yeah. it's a very good visual way to think of how you want to be under the the body because a lot of swimmers that we we're working with in clinics and online, they'd pull straight through with a straight arm. Yeah. And it, yeah. it's very much sort of upper, you know, upper shoulder um, and it can really load up the shoulder. Whereas with that bit of bend in the arm, you tend to sit, set yourself back into the lats a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny you should say that too, because, um, I'd been complaining months ago, like at work, saying about how my right, right shoulder had been really, really sore. And uh, this friend of mine who's also a swimmer, they're like, oh, well, that's a really common thing from swimming. And since having, you know, done the, the training with you and um, going through the drills and everything, uh, like my shoulder is fine now. So <laughs> it's, it really helped take the focus off, you know, just, the arms and shoulders doing the work and and splitting it to your back which is like your biggest muscle set there is so yeah it was it was really really it was quite eye-opening <laughs> you know like to think wow I've been swimming this way for years and it's so ineffective so yeah <laughs> it was a good realization has it changed uh, your enjoyment of swimming at all it, absolutely yeah because it was like I did enjoy swimming before, but it would, I'd often get in the pool and, you know, after like 300 metres, the, the, to me it felt like the lactic thing kicked in and I just really struggled. And, and sometimes I'd be like, oh, it was just a real struggle to get to a kilometre. And now, like I really look forward to jumping in the pool and, I honestly feel like I haven't got that slow down point anymore. Like I can just power through and yeah, get through a kilometer a lot easier. So yeah, I'm definitely enjoying it a lot more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think progress is a big part of that too, right? Like you improve in something and you, you can see that there's hope to get fast and you have a few ideas on what it, 
that can be. And it's, it's really motivating when you have that progression in front of you because no one likes to sit to stand still and be stagnant with their times right yeah absolutely yeah and it, and it is one of those things it's an easy thing to do to just go oh to just kind of plot along um but it's like yeah you're never going to get anywhere doing the same thing over and over so yeah it was really good to do some coaching <laughs> yeah it's, I've, I've found that in, in other areas of, of life, you know, like with swimming, I've done it for a long time. So I, so I've got kind of got that understanding, but when it comes to say surfing, which I didn't do as a kid, if I, when I, I've got some coaching and I've got a couple ideas and they're easy to remember, like some good cues, like, you know, power diamond, for example, some good cues in surfing I found have really helped. Um, and then the same thing goes for sort of other, other areas as, as well. So it's, um, yeah, it just takes a, a couple of simple ideas, I think, to really um, give you a lot to work with, especially if you're coming from no coaching whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like I'd never, I'd never done swimming drills before and it just, I mean, it makes complete sense to kind of get that, that muscle memory, you know, built into each part of the stroke. And yeah, it was really, really effective way to kind of get it in your brain and then transfer it to your muscles. So, yeah. And I think uh, the consistency would have helped as well. If you were swimming every day for five weeks or, or six weeks there, like I've got no doubt, obviously that's going to, going to help too, but, um, but I've, yeah, I've no doubt the, uh, the technique will be a, a part of it too, but it's really those two things, isn't it? It's, it's technique and then it's the consistency and the training that you do when you put those two together, that's where most people tend to see some really good results. Yeah, absolutely. Like it was, it, the swimming every day, like it was so easy to see the gains coming because, you know, like swimming alternate days, it, yeah, it just felt like shifting along at the same level. And this was a really good way to kind of build on each day with each set of drills. And yeah, it was very effective. <laughs> How did you structure those workouts? So you do that, like we've got that, obviously that suggested workout for each day. Did you then do your one kilometer after it? Like what did your training look like during that period? Uh, I didn't, I probably should have, but I'm, um, I don't know. One kilometer at the moment is kind of, my cutoff point <laughs> where I can kind of get to. I think if I'd have done the drills with a kilometre after, I, I just would have been out for the rest of the day. So what I'd do is I'd just, I'd just alternate the days. So I'd, I'd run through the drills of, say, the day one catch, and then I would the next day I'd apply it to the kilometre and then day two catch, and then I just ran through that for a few weeks. So, yeah. Uh, for me, that was the most effective way so that I could, you know, get the drills in my head, work through them, and the next day then uh, apply the stroke. So yeah. that's a good approach. That's, uh, and that's uh, what I mentioned as well on there is that you don't have to do it five days in a row, follow this exactly. You might need to take some time in between because you can't swim. Most people can't swim every day and yeah. um, sometimes I've got squad and that sort of thing. So um, I think that's a really good way to, to do it. And it's obviously ingrained those habits um, pretty well. So um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> is there, do you feel like there's, well, uh, I was going to say, do you feel like there's hope to, um, to break that 17 minute mark? I mean, you're two seconds off it. Um, you're probably going to be busy with work <laughs> for a little while, but does that feel yeah. attainable somewhere in the 16 range now? Oh, it it definitely does. Uh, I mean, I should caveat that 1702 
that was the fastest that I've done. And since then, I'm kind of averaging between 7.15 and 7.30, which is still, you know, 10 seconds faster, 100. So I absolutely think there's room for improvement because I think that, you know, that's one part of, of the swimming that I'm getting my head around is, you know, the stroke and the catch. Uh, I think I can improve in my kicking and I think I've also like I've never ever been able to tumble turn so you know they could that could help improve things as well so but yeah I'm definitely more positive like than a few months ago like I honestly felt like a few months ago well is this it uh, is this as as fast <laughs> as I'm gonna get <laughs> Because I'm not getting any younger, so I thought, oh, well, maybe this is it. But, no, I definitely my goals are shifting <laughs> and it would be great to get into the 16s anywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. look, maybe if you're it's around um, towards like one uh, one fifteen pace or, or so, you know, maybe uh, maybe it might be this is it and it might be a slow decline until you're you know, 50, 60, 70. Uh, but, yeah. Um, you know, when you're around the two minute mark, there's always stuff you can you can do, and you know, yeah. getting into the what is it, low one forties? I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah, under under low one low one forties, and so those you know one thirties are not too too far away, um, which Hopefully. is which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, and that's the thing you've only worked on the really the catch part of the stroke. I had uh, a previous guest who was on probably two. Well, it'd be a couple of weeks from when this gets released, but he went through the five core principle trainings inside our membership. And so like the first yep. one's on breathing and relaxing. The second one um, is on finding your balance and yeah, it kind of takes you through the other aspects of the, the stroke. And he was going through that. And after the second one, he emailed me and this was after recording the podcast because he had a, I think it might've been like a 10 second per hundred improvement as well. And he emailed me and he wow. said, oh, I've, I've dropped another like five or seven seconds per hundred going through once he was up to that second core principle. So there's, you know, there's always stuff you can improve when you work on the other aspects of the stroke. And yeah, um, yeah but I think the catch is one of the main ones uh, because it's where you get most of your propulsion. So um, yeah, I think it's, it's fantastic that you've been able to make that improvement and I appreciate you sharing this on the, the podcast because I, just, I love hearing stories like this, especially when you thought you're a stuck and you're like, this is it. Uh, there's nothing I can do. And you're able to make such a huge improvement. So um, well done on, on that uh, massive improvement. Oh, thanks so much, mate. And it, honestly, like, thank you. <laughs> All the tips, like, it, it's just helped immensely. Like, and it, it really is, it's such an enjoyable thing to swim. And it's, it's something anyone can do. So, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's great. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's good. That's a good thing about swimming, isn't it? You can, I see 80, 90 year olds swimming. Like yeah. my, my nan, who's 92, she still goes to the pool a couple of times a week. So um, I've got no excuse if I'm, uh, if I don't get to the pool at least once a week, if my 92 year old nan is still going. So uh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Keeps you yeah. young. <laughs> it certainly does. That's it. Uh, thanks again for being on the podcast, Nick, and uh, all the best with your, your swimming in the future. Oh, thanks so much, Brenton. It's, it's been fantastic. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.